Um, and so today we're going to study an interesting little passage in Song of Solomon, chapter 2 and verse 15, which Song of Solomon, and Solomon in particular, he was an interesting guy. And if you know anything about Solomon is that he asked God for wisdom. And God granted him wisdom at a very early age. And he gives us wise sayings. And it says of Solomon that he wrote 1,005 songs. He was a songwriter. And he also wrote 3,000 proverbs, 3,000 wise sayings. And what's interesting about Song of Solomon chapter 215, it's kind of a combination of a song and a proverb and a verse. And what he says is very interesting. He says, catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vine. When we think about foxes and when we think about a vineyard, a vineyard is something that represents something very valuable, doesn't it? And something very small, like a fox, can spoil something so valuable. And so sometimes in our life, we begin to concentrate on big problems. And of course, we need to. There's lots of big problems out there. We can start obsessing about political problems, can't we? Political issues. We can obsess about problems that are down the road. But Song of Solomon reminds us, i got to remember the little foxes. It's the little foxes that can spoil the vine, that can spoil something valuable in my life. You know, little things can cause big problems, can't they? I once heard a story about a train wreck on the southern Pacific. And when they started investigating that train wreck, they came to the understanding of why that train wreck happened. It was because... A squirrel burrowed down underneath the tracks and created a hole there. And because that hole was there, water began to erode inside underneath the tracks. And then when that massive train came barreling down the tracks, that part of the tracks was so compromised because of a little vagrant, because of a little squirrel, a massive train wreck happen as a result of a squirrel. You see, we all have little foxes running around in our lives, don't we? Little foxes that spoil the vine, that maybe mess up a relationship, a relationship in the home, maybe mess up something at work, a little fox inside of you, something that you haven't paid any attention to, but that little fox can pay and do such great, terrible things. You think about the things that we fear. How many of us would like to get in a boat that has little holes in it? Would any of us step on a boat? Hey, it's just a little hole. It's not that big of a hole, but come on, get on the boat with me. How many of you would sign up to get on the boat with me? Why? Because something so little, it compromises the boat itself, doesn't it? And even though it's little, it can cause the boat to sink. Think about the things that we fear. 
You think about a termite. The thing about a termite is, is that a termite, you can look at a house, and I've, many times in my days in real estate, we'd look at a house and on the surface of the house, the house looked good. And it could have all the bells and whistles. It could have all the nice things in the house. You've got the marble tops. You've got the nice fixtures. You've got the nice finishes to the house. But if a house is eaten up with little small termites, do we got a problem? In fact, little termites can eat the floor joist of a house. It can take out the whole foundation of a house. Just a little termite, almost barely visible to the eye. Little foxes spoil the vine. Oh, have we been talking about something big in the press here lately? Have you turned on the news? And have you seen and heard something called the coronavirus? Now, while it is big in the news, let me tell you, you can't even see it. You can't see the coronavirus. That's why it's so dangerous. Because it's a germ. It's a little fox, isn't it? It's a little fox that spoils the vine. Is there little spiritual foxes in our lives? Are there little germs in our lives? Are there little sins in our lives that grow? I think there are. First of all, I want to dispel one of the things that I hear sometimes in religious discussions, and it's this. Sometimes people say this. They say, all sins are equal. Have you heard that? Now, that's not true. That's not true. That's something that we say, but it's not true. Not all sins are equal. You cannot compare the sin of the Holocaust to the sin of a child lying about something. There's something drastically different about that. Now, I will say this. Sin is universal. The Bible tells us what? That all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible also tells us that the law itself is indivisible. James says that if you stumble in one part of the law, you stumble in all of it. All sin has the ability to condemn you. There's no doubt about it. The wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life. But Jesus said that there is a hierarchy of values in Matthew chapter 23. He says that you have forsaken and you're not mindful of the weightier matters of the law. You see, there are ways to sin in more grievous ways than others. But does that mean that sin isn't insidious? Or that little sins don't matter? Because here's the deal. Big sins don't happen in a vacuum, do they? They just don't appear out of nowhere. They begin somewhere. They begin many times in a small way, in a small expression that begins to grow. We're to put away sin from our lives, it says in Romans chapter 6, 6. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with Him, that the body of sin might be done away with. All sin. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. 
We have to be careful of those little foxes that grow within us. Here's the thing. They talk about an apple. Have you ever seen an apple with a worm in it? And you ask yourself, where did the worm come from? Because when you look on the outside of an apple, there's no hole in it. But inside the apple, the worm has burrowed out inside of the apple. So how did the worm get in there? And the answer is, is that the egg was placed when the apple was just a blossom. And the worm grew as the apple grew. And isn't that what happens in our lives with sin? That inside of our hearts, those little things are hatched. Those little foxes are made. And that's why hate and things of the heart can grow into things like murder and things like that. You know, sometimes I think, number one, our appraisal of things is incorrect. We have to be weary of ourselves because we don't always appraise things in the way that they should be. And when you turn to the Gospels, when you look at what Jesus talks about, He starts talking about things that are small. Remember, in Matthew chapter 13, when He talks about the kingdom of God, He likens it unto what? A mustard seed. Something very small. Something that seems insignificant to people. Something very small. But inside the seed of a mustard seed, there is power. There is organic power. There is transformational power. And that is the kingdom of God. That when you plant that little seed into the ground, it holds great power. Our appraisal of things aren't always right. And then Jesus one time was sitting among the disciples and He says, look over here. Suffer not the little children, but bring them unto Me. And He brought a little child and sat them before the disciples. And He says, for such is the kingdom of God. A child. A child that most of us have written off. A child that we want to put in the back of the building so we don't... But Jesus says, this is the kingdom of God. This little child. Is our appraisal off sometimes? Oh, one of the most challenging appraisals is in Luke chapter 21 when Jesus gives us a lesson about generosity. Because... When you look into the press and when you look into the world and when you find people who are significant, who are generous, we hear names like Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, because they have pledged billions and billions and billions of dollars, big donations. But then you turn to Jesus and He looked up and He saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury And he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said, truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God, but she out of her poverty has put in all the livelihood that she had. 
that widow gave more in her two mites than Warren Buffett ever gave. Because she gave everything. And sometimes we can't appraise things in the way that God appraises things. And we have to be careful of little foxes that spoil the vine. You know, faithfulness can be determined not only in big things, but faithfulness can also be shown in little things. And isn't that what Jesus tells us in that parable of the unjust steward? He gets to the point in Luke 16.10, He says this, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. That if I can discipline myself, if I can be faithful in the least things, in the little things, in the things that don't matter to other people, then I can be faithful in big things. It gets down to this. It's real easy. We all the time always talk about, hey, I'd like to win a million dollars. Haven't you heard someone say that? Haven't you fantasized about, you know what I'd do if I got a million dollars? First thing I'd do is I'd pay off my debt. Oh, I'd pay off my house. I'd go on a long vacation, right? And we make all these plans for the million dollars. But here's the thing. If we can't be faithful with $100, then there's no way I can be faithful with a million. He who is faithful in the least is faithful in that which is much. If I can't control myself, if I can't have the self-discipline to be able to take $100 and do something with that in a faithful way, how in the world am I going to take a million dollars and do something with that? Or this. People want to be leaders, don't they? Oh, I want to lead great organizations. I want to be the leader. I want to be the president. But if you can't lead yourself, then there's no way you can lead a country. He who is faithful in that which is least is faithful in that which is much. And the hard question I have to ask myself today, am I being faithful with what little God has given me? No, I do not have the wealth of Warren Buffett. No, I do not have the power of the president. But you know what? God has graced me with something. And am I being faithful in the least of these things? Are you being faithful? Are you letting the little foxes spoil the vine? What are some of those little foxes? One we can come up with real quick. Hey, white lies. Jesus says, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. But sometimes what happens when we start to lie? It doesn't end with one lie, does it? I, and it's been my experience, I'm going to confess to you this morning, that when I have lied, that it's turned into another lie. And then another lie. And then I have to perpetuate the lie. And then it gets to the point, then I can't even remember what I lied about in the first place. But I need to be faithful with the truth, even if it's a small portion of the truth. Even if it's a little fox. What about... 
the way that I talk in general. James described the tongue as the smallest of all the organs, but yet it has great power, doesn't it? How do I talk about people? What do I say to people? Do I say things that are cruel? Those are little foxes, aren't they? What about blaming people? Sometimes that little fox of blaming other people, all of a sudden I find out that I'm not doing anything anymore except going around blaming people. And wasn't that what happened in the Garden of Eden? When God came down, He said, well, it was that woman you gave me, Lord? Started blaming, even to the point that He blamed God. Whew. It's a little fox, isn't it? That spoils the vine. It spoils the relationships that we're in, doesn't it? How about impatience? How about the little fox of lust? What about the fox of fear and anxiety? Once that little fox starts running around in your heart and in your mind, you start to fear, you start to live in fear, you start to worry, and then by the time you're eat up with worry, you're not thinking about anything else but that fear. Be anxious in nothing but in everything, prayer and supplication, Paul said. But worry can be a little fox. And instead of living in faith, I'm living in fear. Because the fox has spoiled the vine, hasn't it? Something so valuable. My life. Your life. What about the little fox of apathy? It's tough to care, isn't it? It's tough to keep caring about what matters. And sometimes it's easier just to throw our hands up and say, I just don't care anymore. And let that little fox spoil the vine of caring. Apathy. How about insubordination? I don't have to listen to my boss anymore. I don't have to listen to anybody. But the Bible teaches us that people who are of God know how to submit. Know how to submit to elders. Know how to submit to bosses. Know how to submit. But that little fox of insubordination starts living in our lives and all of a sudden we end up without a job. And we wonder why. It's because that little fox has spoiled the vine. What about gluttony? What about gossip, selfishness, self-pity, covetousness, hating? And what about judging? All of those are little foxes that turn into greater foxes and spoil the vine. And it just doesn't end there. We as Christians have to even guard ourselves from the perception of sin. What did Thessalonians say? Abstain from the very appearance of evil. And a part of our responsibility to God is to guard the perception of others. Yes, it is. There's a story about Susanna Wesley who was a very pious woman and was the mother of Charles and John Wesley. And one day she was sitting with her daughter by the fire and the fire had gone out. And her daughter was conversing with her about something that she wanted to do. And what she wanted to do wasn't 
all that wrong, but it wasn't all that right either. Have you ever caught yourself in there debating whether you should do something or not? And it's really not really sinful. It's not evil. But somebody might look upon it as, as something is bad. The very perception of it just doesn't feel right. And they were talking about this. And then Susanna Wesley told her daughter, she said, why don't you pick up the coal in the fire? And her daughter said, I don't want to pick up the coal. She said, well, it's not burning anymore. It won't hurt you. And she said, yes, but it'll, it'll leave my hands black. And she says, well, then you need to leave it alone. You see, it might not burn you, but it might leave your hands dirty. And isn't that the way sin is sometimes? And God tells us in Scripture, we have to ask ourselves, does it bring glory to God? Paul said that whether we eat or drink, do it to the glory of God in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And then the other question I have to ask myself is, will it cause a person to stumble? Because we as people of God, we as Christians are responsible for each other. And Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians 8, talking about food offered to idols. And he says that, in it of itself, it isn't a sin to eat food offered to idols. But if there is a brother or sister who sees that and stumbles, he says, I'm not going to eat meat ever again if it causes my brother to lose their soul. What are the little foxes in our lives? In conclusion, I want you to know that our lives aren't just one big thing, are they? No. Our lives are aggregates of many moments over time, aren't they? There's an old teacher poem that used to be read in schools that goes like this. Little drops of water, little grains of sand make the mighty ocean and the beauteous land. And little moments, humble though they be, Make the mighty ages of eternity. So our little errors lead the soul away from path of virtue into sin to stray. Little deeds of kingdom, little words of love, make our earth an Eden like heaven above. Every moment matters, doesn't it? And today I want to challenge you this week to catch those little foxes. Catch the little foxes before they spoil the vine of your life. You matter too much. Your life matters too much. Your soul matters too much. Your marriage matters too much. Your job matters too much. Your church matters too much. You matter too much to let a little fox spoil your vine. Have you obeyed the Gospel this morning? The Bible says to believe in Christ. To believe that He is the Son of God. To repent of those sins. To turn from those sins, however big or however small. And to turn to Christ to confess Him to be the Son of God. That He died for your sins. And to be baptized, immersed into His body, the church. Or maybe you've let the foxes go wild. 
in your garden, in your vineyard. And you want to pray about that. You want to be encouraged. Or if you need a prayer of healing, we're going to sing this next song to assist you. So if you have any need, won't you come now as together we stand and as we sing.